Access All Areas with Joanna Shimonides and Stephen Lang on FUBAR Radio. Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Access All Areas with myself Joanna Shimonides and... Me Stephen Lang. Hello. <laughs> How are you How Joanna? Are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm fine. I mean, I'm a little bit sad. We've got some sad news, don't we? I know. You go ahead and say because I'll actually cry if I say it. <laughs> this is going to be Joanna's last show. Uh, she's going to be moving on to some other things, which is very exciting for her. Um, yes. So we'll just take this opportunity now to to thank you, Joanna, for, for all the work you've put into the show. It has been really appreciated and um, you've been very good. So um, it, you, you will be much missed. And I, I really do mean that. I'm not very sincere very often, no. but right now I do. I really oh do mean God. it. It's, um, and, we've, and I think especially in these, um, well, I guess you could call them like lockdown uh, editions, you've, we've, we've managed to really uh, make something worthwhile. Judging, certainly by, judging by the reaction a lot of the people we've spoken to and the press we've had. Um, so, uh, so thank you. Thank you for working with us and we do really appreciate it oh no thank you so honestly like i can't thank you guys at fubai enough for like the experience you've given me and i guess things i've been moving on to i couldn't have done without this experience so it's all down to you guys and i'm so sad to be leaving honestly you don't even understand. i'm gonna try not to cry on on, on um on live but <laughs> Oh, I'm, not, I'm not an emotional person either and like it's only certain things that get me upset but honestly and Stephen as well you've been absolutely just amazing to work with and oh, I mean you. the person that's gonna sort of like replace me is gonna like absolutely love working with you and I'm gonna be jealous that's for sure so <laughs> I'm gonna be watching every day like that <laughs> well I don't know who it's gonna be yet but um but uh yeah they'll have big shoes to fill so um Aww. so thank you and um uh and you know, thank you. Yeah, honestly, just thank you. It's it's, it's been great the last the last few months. Thank uh, you so but much. we do have a show to be getting on with for now. We do, but we will be going for dinner and we will be going for um, some catch up, especially with Georgia, our producer as well, which has been amazing. So thank you, Georgia, as well. Honestly, well, I'm sure like... we can find an event to go to go to once uh, once all this lockdown rubbish is over, and we can uh, drink some champagne and uh, we can get have pissed. Fun. We can get pissed. Actually, I'm enjoying. You know, this is my last. I'm having a month off drink. I wouldn't be saying that, yeah. This is my last little drink that I'm gonna have. What's that? That looks like, it looks like cloudy lemonade or it's something. It's a little gin and bit of lemon. I thought. Danny. I thought go out classy. I'm just gonna have that tonight, and then I'm gonna have a chill night, and then I'm gonna have a month, a month off. See yeah. how I feel. And then I've got a little holiday at the end of next month, hopefully. Um, <gasps> Where? Only <laughs> it's not. I'm not going abroad. <laughs> I'm going. I'm hopefully going camping with my uh, with my sister and my nephews. Oh. Uh, so yeah, it remains to be seen whether or not it will definitely happen. Especially as I've been seeing on the news that there's been like flare-ups and all this stuff going on with the coronavirus. Yes, so. Leicester is obviously flared up, and uh, my mum lives there and stuff. So oh, does she? Like, so is she going to yeah. be locked down? Well, she sort of. Um, what's that word called when they're like? Um, she basically works for like. She sort of she has to work still. Okay, but, will, but does she live in inside of Leicester? Will she have to be locked down? Well, this is the thing. I don't know if they're going to make them all go in. I don't know if they're going to make them like still have to go into work because they have to. Like I don't know. So we'll have to we'll have to wait on that one and see. But I was like, Mum, you can have another two weeks off. Standing, <laughs> put your feet up. <laughs> but I think everyone's so bored now. You know, it's like the, so the pubs are opening 
Saturday, aren't they, apparently? So Yeah, so I'm supposed to be either going to like a, like a, a beer garden or meant to be going to um, Sheesh, um, as everyone's obsessed with it. The space oh, yeah, of course. Lovely. But I'm like ready to go out, but I'm not ready to go out. And like, I'm like, my mates are like, come on, what are we doing? I'm like, and the meat cave is going to come with as well. And I'm just a bit, they're asking me, and I'm like, I don't know, because I just, I'm a bit scared to yeah, go out. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not, do you know what I mean? I'm not ready yet, but I am ready. Totally. I totally get it. it because it's so unknown. And you, and you know, if yeah. we're seeing all these local flare ups and stuff because people have been going back to normal, is, is it necessarily the best thing to be opening up? <laughs> well, exactly. And I went in IKEA today and literally, oh, everyone's yeah, sure. taking, yeah, but everyone's taking advantage of this one meter rule, okay? That does not mean literally touch my shoulder. That means you've still got to stay, stay away from me and back <laughs> off, okay? And I literally had my mask on and all you could hear was me going, I don't think people understand what social distancing is. And then you see him quickly move away from me and I'm like, ah, thank you. I had a friend actually who got on the tube and she said she was wearing a mask and she got on the tube carriage and no one else was wearing a mask. And she loudly went, oh, for fuck's sake, in the carriage and two people put their masks on. They knew, they knew that what they were doing was wrong. But it's so bad. But then just wear it. If you've got it on you, why, have you not, why are you not wearing it? Like, it is purely selfish behavior to not be following yes. the rules. You, what, that is, what that mask is doing is stopping you from being able to transmit a virus if you don't know you have it. So if exactly. you're happy, if you're not wearing one, then you're happy for whoever it is around you to be catching it. And I think they're selfish pricks. That's what they are. Selfish pricks, exactly. And do you know what? I'll tell you what, I'm claustrophobic. I get claustrophobic very easily. And that mask made me feel very claustrophobic. But I'm doing it. I'm is still that, walking around. Is that the first time you wore them? For the first time you wore one? No, I've worn it like a few times and stuff. <clears throat> when I go Tesco and that, I'm on edge. I'm so on edge. So I literally wear them. But today, for some reason, I feel like I couldn't breathe. And I couldn't get air in. I feel like I was a bit panicky about people being near me. So I get frustrated and I just couldn't breathe and nearly died. I'm joking, nearly died. But you know what I mean? <laughs> I literally, I feel like the thought of it even now, it's making me like breathless. I'm like, yeah, oh yeah. It, I mean, it's not comfortable. And I think it's something that we people have to get used to. I'm definitely more used to it now than I was in the beginning. Um, and I do still, I've noticed, this is a bit weird, but like I've noticed I've been getting spots around here on my face, which yes. is where the material is rubbing on my, on my face. I don't usually get spots like on my cheeks. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's like, it's, it's a, but I'm, I'm ha I, that's if that's the way it has to be, then that's just the way it has to be. I'm not going to not wear yeah. it because of that. Um, so I don't exactly. know. Yeah, but it was I'm funny. I'll tell you a quick story. I literally put um, a mask on on an Instagram post and loads of people were commenting going, oh, I'm sorry, is a mask now um, part of fashion? I'm like, well, I'm sorry, we have to wear them now. So yes, it is. So if I want to wear one of the designs on it, I actually will. Thank you very much. Tell them, Joanna, you've got, you've got a big following. And I think um, there's so many people that think it's like a joke <laughs> and it's not literally, like it's exactly, not I thought it, it looked quite nice in a photo it was colorful and I thought you know thank you to the person who sent it to me I'm going to promote them a little bit and yeah, yeah. Ball, it looks bloody lovely looks lovely <laughs> and it's protective <laughs> <laughs> does the job that's the most important thing I know. yeah I mean, yeah and on a brighter well note done. as well thank you and on a bright note bought a hot tub and it was stunning oh Finally you did Yes, got a hold of one and I plastered it all over my Instagram for about four days. I didn't even notice that. That means I need to be paying more attention to Instagram. <laughs> oh, no, wait, I did see. I thought you were in someone else's house. My oh, house. The okay. hot tub was steaming. It's, oh, it was lovely, Stephen. And you've got to come in and take a little dip. I mean, it will take a little while before I'm getting my top off anytime soon. But, you know, once, I, once I've out. given up the drink and I'm back exercising, you never know what may happen. <laughs> 
<laughs> get out, Stephen. Just get it all out. Who cares? My dad will love it. <laughs> well, I'm I'm hairy like a Mediterranean man, so I mean, maybe you know, I'll be right up his street. Um, but then now the weather's turned shit, so you don't really want to sit out in the freezing cold. <laughs> well, this is what I'm a bit annoyed about. All, I'm trying to find it when it was hot, and then the minute, minute I get it, it's hot for two days and it's cold again. But the whole part of a hot part of a hot tub is it never stops you. Any any day of the year, you get it, except for when it's raining because you get you can get electrocuted. Okay, well, definitely don't do that. But yeah, I mean, actually, that's a good point. You can go in, in the winter because you're warm once you're in it, right? Like that's the hot tub. Yes, yeah, it's, you know I mean? it's called a hot tub. Well <laughs> done, well done, Joanna. Um, I actually had a bit of a. I went to a non-socially distanced event on Saturday. Non. Saturday. Yeah. Well, oh. I didn't. I didn't realise it was going to be like this, but I went to. Um, so it was Pride. It was what would have been Soho Pride on um, on Saturday. Yeah. So a few friends of mine were like, "Well, let's go to Soho Square." and um, have a few drinks and actually it was quite busy <laughs> oh, um, no. so we, we we stayed and we had a good time but I don't know it didn't feel the most comfortable thing um, but you know I flew my, flew my little pride flag you know felt proud for a few hours Cute. got a bit too drunk and then uh, went home oh I love anyway. that do you know what it is a lot because we all think oh like we're gonna, we're gonna go there surely no one else is gonna go yeah. there I'm sure it's not gonna be busy we'll check it out but 50 million other people are saying the exact same thing and this is the problem even when we went Ikea there's a massive queue and my mate went what to buy and I went I don't know maybe the same thing as us so yeah you know, yeah yeah it's, <laughs> it's exactly. the same sort of concept isn't it I think this is going to be the problem with the pubs opening right because people are going to be like well I want to go to the pub I haven't been to a pub garden in a million years everyone else is going to have the same idea so that's why a lot of the places you've got to book now right like I guess with Shish you probably have to book and yeah there's a time I slot and all different stuff like I swear to god if anyone comes near me I'm gonna scream <sighs> But they can have to come near you to serve you, aren't they? It's the whole, like... I will shout you my order. No problem. (laughs) I will shout you. I would like a lamb sheesh. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you already know, you could just email them beforehand. So it could just be at at the table when you arrived. (laughs) Oh, I bloody hope so. And a a cheeky strawberry daiquiri as well. Thank you very much and good night. Oh, I've never been to sheesh, but I know it's quite the celebrity hangout, isn't it? You're coming with me when this is when, when it's all like sorted. Yeah, you're coming Thanks, with me. It would Let's do be it. my pleasure. It's actually not too far from me. I don't think it's. Um, oh, brilliant! This is fab. Yeah, um, I'd fab, be well up for it. But you have to like dress up, don't you? Well, not really. You know what you sort of what you're wearing now is fine. You can't wear trainers, but shoes, not jeans, and yeah, you can't wear a hat. So um, <laughs> basically, you can't wear any clothes. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you just wear your shirt, jeans, and trainers. You're sorted. Not trainers, maybe, shoes. Bob's your uncle. Let me just realise I should probably drop this. Uh, top button today because we have a lady coming on the show don't we we do <laughs> i'm just I'm making like, sure do. i'm smartened up considering I'm wearing a hat uh we have lady colin campbell on at the end of the show uh which we is do. quite I'm, exciting i mean i watched her on i'm celebrity and i watched her on um celebs go dating so we'll have to see how that goes yeah she's um she's certainly uh, a woman who's not afraid to share her opinion is she so um so we've got uh, her talking about her new book about harry and Meghan, um which i know has actually caused some controversy i saw a bit of a uh heated exchange with philip schofield on um on this morning yeah uh, and it doesn't take it doesn't oh, well, i think it takes quite a lot to offend Philip Schofield so if he's offended that's when you know he's really offended yeah so it'd be interesting to hear our thoughts about that and also to talk about the book and um and and what else she's got uh coming up but we have other guests too we also have Ben Haynow 
Yes, X Factor. Um, Exciting. Former X Factor winner. Um, lovely guy. From what I've, from I've, I think I've interviewed him once before over the phone. He was, he was very pleasant, and oh, um, okay. and also uh, former Harry star Harry Derbidge, and his and partner yeah. Dean Rowland. Exciting. Their characters as well. And Dean actually messaged me today as well. He wanted to know if I found my glasses stuck in my car. So I can actually <laughs> let him know that I didn't. <laughs> uh, you, well, you lost. You've lost your glasses. They got stuck in my car in my screen and like I was like whacking it down and it just slid under the car basically so my glasses are embedded into my car. Jesus how is that mm -hmm. even a thing I've never even heard of that. Me neither until I saw it. I didn't even know you wore glasses. Well, long distances. No, long distance glasses. So I'm now blind and um, I do need to go get another <laughs> prescription anyway. So that's, that's, that's basically like nature saying to me, go get your eyes tested again. Yeah, fair, to be fair. I think, I mean, I need to go, like, talking about appointments, I need to go get my hair cut so badly now. It's actually starting to, like, flick out at the bottom, like I'm, like, a newsreader in the 1980s or something. <laughs> so, like, can you I see think, there? The thing you really, I think you look younger with your hair a bit longer, you know? Do you think? Yeah. I, don't know. I think you look a little bit younger. Like, I think I like it. Mm, you're very kind, Joanna, but also that absolutely can't be true. That's just <laughs> no. I just swear I can't actually imagine you with, with um, shorter hair now. I mean, that's the weird thing. When I have it done for the first time, it's probably going to be a bit weird. But um, <laughs> I think the salons are opening from Saturday, aren't they? The same same day yes. as the um, as the pub. So yeah, my brother um, literally he's a he's a barber and he's like was like it's going to be absolutely manic he's already booked up basically for the saturday so he's like excited because bless him he just he just loves cutting hair and then not to be able to do it for so long and even my sister she's a beautician so she's like i just want to paint some nails i'm sick of painting my own nails <laughs> and then stripping it off again and doing it again yeah i can imagine oh, yeah. i think it's the the salons like the um and barbers like the pubs are just going to be completely overrun with people desperate uh, i know because this is this is like no one's ever experienced anything like this before. Do you know what I mean? So it's going to be. Uh... That's the thing, but we're part of history now. And as much as the coronavirus was really, really bad, and it's currently is still really, really bad, um, you know, it's it's been it's been a bit of madness. <laughs> it's been an experience for us all, hasn't it? <laughs> I know. Um, exactly. I, I believe our first guest Ben is now in the waiting room. So uh, shall yes. we uh, get him in? Hey! Oh, hey now. <laughs> how are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Really good. Yeah. Um, great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Are oh, you kidding? Thanks for having me, man. It's incredible. Um, what have you been up to? Uh, a lot of gardening. <laughs> gardening. Like more garden. We haven't even got a garden, but we've been doing gardening. No, it's, we, yeah, just a lot of sort of like um, projects around the house, really. So it's been a, it's been good for that, but not for much else. Yeah. yeah, how are you finding lockdown? Are you finding it stressful? Are you being proactive, busy? Yeah, do you know, I, I think um, it's been a good time creatively, really, getting a lot of time to sort of sit around and, and write new music and stuff. So been keeping busy and, um, you know, obviously aside from all the horrendous deaths and everything else that's been going on, it's actually been quite a good time for, as cheesy as it sounds, sort of reconnecting with yourself and, do you know what I mean? I totally get that. And actually, I think that's something that, um, like you said, although there's obviously been a horrendous downside especially if you've lost someone like on you people can make the most of it on the individual side haven't they and have you been kind of doing that yeah absolutely i've been trying to kind of do as, as much as i can i've actually been trying to learn italian as well on one of these um apps so oh. yeah no trying trying I mean, is it, is people are doing that <laughs> do that again sorry sorry joanna 
so, so many people are doing that. We've been to quite a few people over the period of yeah. lockdown, and so many people learning Italian, Spanish. Then me and Stephen are still sitting here talking. <laughs> <laughs> nothing talking wrong with the crap. English. Yeah, no, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. How how is it be? How you've uh, you? Sorry, I completely lost my train of thought. Then you were you were saying you, you were saying you. <laughs> You were saying you've been gardening, uh, with, uh, sitting at home. Is that conducive to um, to music writing and you know getting your thought I process think, going? Yeah, I think just generally not sitting about doing nothing. I think anything that you you know, as long as you're kind of moving about and doing something, I think is productive and kind of um, you know give, gives you time to sort of uh, to think about stuff as well. But yeah, the gardening thing was like we um, we accidentally started a project with next door that started out as just a little bit of gardening. We end up buying a chainsaw and taking trees down and stuff. So um, yeah. it's it stopped the music. If anything else, it stopped me doing music because I've just been gardening. So oh, I love it. Can we just talk about the fact that your wife? If I'm correct me if I'm wrong sign language yeah what where did that come from that is amazing yeah she's um she's she teaches um kids with SEN so kind of special special needs and education and um she she's been a uh, she was learning Makaton which was kind of like a it's a more general sign language and she was doing that during her time off in lockdown as well so keeping herself busy but um yeah she kind of came down one day and after listening to, to the song about 100 times and was sick to death of it she was like I've learned how to sign the chorus of it and um yeah it was just amazing like she, she the passion and stuff that she's got for teaching those kids is unreal so she's definitely done better than me <laughs> well te teachers are definitely like uh you know that's it's such an important thing at the moment isn't it and like yeah yeah for sure and they i think they're under a lot of stress do you know what i mean like she was when she first went back um you know she was kind of full of anxiety and stuff like that and it wasn't her choice obviously the government sort of decided they should go back but um I think it's that first step once you once you get your first day under your belt again um and you realize that kind of you know work is as normal as it can be she's done really well yeah because me and Stephen were talking about going like how do you feel about the pubs and stuff opening are you a bit nervous to go to a pub are you like all like no i'm going in full speed yeah no i think um i think just for the sake of this i'm gonna say no i'm not no i'm definitely not going to to, <laughs> to any pubs anyway it's not something i really want to rush back to at the moment because i think um Again, you know, what I mean, the decision to open it on a Saturday um, it's going to be an absolute nightmare, isn't it? So I yeah, think I'm going to stay away. Yeah, yeah. But I'll see you down there anyway, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, of, of course. <laughs> That's the thing, though. It's going to be a completely different experience anyway, isn't it? Because it's like you're going to have to be booking tables. You probably won't be able to stay for very long. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah, I think, well, do you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with table service. I think that, if anything, that's going to make it seem like a more, particularly the pub that I go to, is going to make it seem like a much more classy venue with people bringing your drinks out to you. But, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not going to be the same. It's going to take a while to get back to normal, I think. Do you think that's going to be the same with kind of the music business as well? Yeah, um, that's taken a massive hit, obviously. Um, with regards to work and stuff for, for myself and, and loads of other people in the industry, I mean, there's nothing, absolutely nothing out there at the moment. I know they started doing sort of driving gigs and like the old drive-in movie style stuff, but um, it's a really, really bleak time for sort of performers of, of any sort of sort, really. Mm. How, do you, how do you think it's going to be solved? I don't know. I mean, we're in the creative industry, so we've just got to be more creative with it. I think, like I say, the, the, the driving stuff, I think, is a good way of doing it. And um, I just, I don't know, mate. I can't really see ways around it, you know, sort of more outdoor stuff. But it's it's down to, you know, people have obviously got to keep a metre or two metres away, whatever it is. But it's down to people's anxiety really and i think that i'm you know 
there'll be a lot of people out there that even when stuff does start to return to, to normality or you can go out and do things, I think people are going to be so sort of anxious and, and worried about going out doing it. So I think it's down to, to, to people and the public, really. But I think it's going to be like that for a while. Yeah, I can completely appreciate that. Um, it's also going to affect... I mean, X Factor's not on this year, and obviously, it was a it was a little while ago that you that you won the show. But six like, years, yeah, yeah six wow. years. Um, but like, it is also going to affect programs like that, isn't it? Because if you're suddenly having to perform in front of well, just cameras or whatever, yeah. like, it's, it's going to be bizarre. Yeah, it's a different vibe, but um, you know, I think like we say that that that's that's what, I mean, you guys are probably normally in a studio, and now you know you now you're sitting at home, so you do find ways mm. around it. Um, and yeah. I I think that's the only way we can do it. You know, it's just hope that there's some sort of creative way to get around it. But yeah, programs like X Factor and that. I mean, it didn't even go last year, did it? Was it something they were going to do like an yeah, All Stars and? Yeah, it did. They did the All Stars, didn't they? I think. No, they they were going to do what All Stars, and then it, um, then it. No, I think they did. No, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right, John. They did. did Yeah, they did. I think blink and you'll miss it. Though it was over really quickly, (laughs) wasn't it? So. (laughs) What did you you find that one? Sorry. Did you watch that one, or did you think? Uh, No, not not really. I um. I mean, I've got nothing against it, but I just it wasn't. It's not um, not really on my radar to watch watch that show anymore. Really, I mean, when when they've got the sort of the general public and stuff, you're sort of, I think you're rooting to see somebody from a normal background do well. But when it's stuff like you know people who are already famous, you kind of you find it hard to get behind them and be like, oh, I really oh, they get a record doing. It was the celebrity one, wasn't it? It wasn't That's all stars. It, it yeah, was yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I was yeah getting confused. Then. And I did I did actually watch. I, but then, yeah, I can't. I can't even remember who won. But um, yeah. I mean, X Factor's kind of been <laughs> bad, bad form. Um, <laughs> X Factor's been making headlines recently, though, because of the, there was obviously uh, all the claims from like Misha B and yeah, and, and Rachel Adedeji and stuff. Yeah. Um, did you? How did you find the, the experience of the show? I know you've been quite vocal about it since. Um, yeah, I think. Um, I mean, generally, I mean. Um, with regards to sort of like the racism side of things, I mean that's not something that I that I noticed particularly on on, on my year. Um, but I mean, with regards to sort of like it's all in the edit, man. You know the way that they can make you look, um, and I think they want to co- kind of try and create characters, you know. And I think that's mm. the unfortunate thing about it is as much as they kind of try and portray it as you know these these normal people they're definitely looking for characters because you kind of see the same the same thing year in and year out. You know, there's always kind of like a you know like a, a Matt card a, yeah, yeah do you know yeah. what I mean yeah. so I, I think unfortunately with that you're you can you can do and say what you want but when it's edited into like a sort of half hour hour program they literally you're at their mercy really so I think that it's um it's definitely something that I, that I kind of saw looking back you know having gone through the year with some of those people and then seeing how they were almost portrayed on the tv was was completely kind of different to the person they were so you've got to be careful with it but it's out of your control when you're in the show yeah I agree. And what was your experience like? It was it. Would you say your experience was all as a whole good, or would you say there's anything that you would change if you was to go back or look yeah. or looking back? I think I don't know whether I'd change anything. I think the. Um, I mean, you won it, so. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'd like to come third if I could go back and do it all again. <laughs> uh, no, it's 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 just one of those things where you know it was such a it was such a great experience for me at the time, um, and I think I owe a lot to the show. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't still be able to, to be doing what I'm doing as a career if it wasn't for the show. So I can't really knock it in that respect. But I just think um, maybe being more prepared for not that you can be maybe being more prepared for sort of like the the media exposure and stuff like that really I think there maybe should be a bit more 
care and and stuff like that given to given to the contestants on there and sort of advice maybe in that respect well yours was kind of um without sounding rude to the show it was kind of like the last big big final year sure. if, I, if i remember rightly like in terms of viewing figures and stuff you know it was and after that it certainly started to like dip do you think there is a way that the show could save itself i know it's like i said earlier it's not actually on this year is it but um but I I, 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 I don't know, Stephen. I think the trouble is, is the format, you know what I mean? I think, um, but, but that's a double-edged sword as well, because, you know, people like what they, what they know. Um, and I think there was a lot of people crying for a change of format. And then when they start to sort of mix things up a bit, people are like, oh, well, this isn't the same show I used to watch. So I, I think really it's, it's time to, as it's probably shown with the viewing figures and, and even Simon himself not, you know, not knowing what to do with the show. Um, I think it's time to kind of give it a rest, really. I think mm. people are just kind of tired of, of, of the same format. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I agree too. And obviously you've got your new single out, so If You're Lonely. So what is yeah. that about? Tell us a bit about that. So it's been released um, all in aid of raising proceeds for a mind charity. So it's basically mental health, yeah, mental health awareness. And um, it, it sort of came about really, it was a song I'd written a couple of years back, um, you know, just sort of had the, had the basis of the song. And I think that came from my own personal experiences of, like you say, coming off that show um, after I, you know, um, left the label or parted ways with Simon Cow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was it was one of those things where your dreams kind of pulled out from under you, and um, it, it took me a while to process that really. Uh, so the song kind of initially came from there, but more so with the with the pandemic and stuff like that that was going on, and everybody being in lockdown and and all the uncertainty that surrounded everything. I think it was just a, it felt like the right time to release like sort of a hopeful message. So yeah, so I wanted to do that and obviously get behind Mind Charity, who do such amazing work for for people suffering with mental illness as well. Yeah, it's very good on you. Good on you. Thank you, man. It's, Thank it's, you. it's important at the minute. I think the the mental health side of all of this is going to be something that's going to go on for a long, long time. I think. And uh, yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it's. I think that's what's done it. Is it's more prevalent now than ever. And I think people that thought they wouldn't be suffering with you know supposed men mental issues. Um, I think anxiety sort of just being the tip of the iceberg. That's one that that so many people are starting to experience now um, mm. that probably wouldn't have thought wouldn't have thought they would have. So I think it's definitely more prevalent with everything that's going on, and there, there's probably going to be a lot more to come. Uh, yeah, especially now as well. Yeah, because people are going to be losing their jobs. It's just going to be a whole different. Like it's now yeah. not even just the virus; it's the economic consequences, isn't it? That, uh, yeah, absolutely. People. And I do think as the way you did your music video as well. I think that was so interesting because you had a, quite a few celebrities holding signs up and stuff. Um, so what? What did you come up with that, or was that something? Yeah, the the whole idea was was mine really. It was um, it, most of it was filmed by my wife on a, on an iPhone. Um, and, and we sort of just it was all put together during lockdown so it initially started with like a campaign I was running on Instagram just with um putting up messages mainly for my friends and family at first just you know when we couldn't see them um and then fans started to sort of put messages up themselves so I thought well, maybe that's a cool idea for the video and then contacted a few people from the industry that I'd worked with before um and it just sort of snowballed from there really they were sort of saying you know I've got a friend who'd like to be involved and absolutely blown away by the by the amount of people that sort of jumped on the campaign really that's really nice. What uh, what have you got planned next for your for your career? Once once I guess you can get out and about. <laughs> yeah, more gardening, more gardening, Stephen. Uh, um, You're going to do a gardening TV show, okay? Yeah, more cutting down trees. Uh, yeah, that's it. Alan Titchmarsh version two. Um, 
think it's, it's just really about trying to get out and play live shows. I mean, as much as it's cool to sit in and write and, and come up with new songs, you know, I've had long enough to, to sort of do that now. And I think that um, people are kind of going to be crying out for some sort of entertainment once they can get out and about. And um, yeah, really, I just want to try and get out and play some shows because I miss the buzz that you get from it. And, and also, I just think it's, you know, it's so many people are going to kind of need cheering up if you want. And um, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to, really. Yeah, great. We're looking forward to seeing you out there as well, Ben. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for um, for coming on the show. You, we're going to play uh, a clip of your song. So would you mind introducing it? Absolutely. Um, this is my brand new charity single. All proceeds are going to mind. Um, it's called If You're Lonely. And this is Foo Bar Radio with Stephen and Joanna. Well, that was that was lovely to have Ben on, um, and also for him to be so honest about, uh, you know, his experience on the show. And I think he was probably done a little bit of a disservice by X Factor, but um, that's that's for another show. What actually happened? Oh, can we? I mean, I talk about it. What actually happened? I didn't know what happened. He got dropped pretty soon after he won, so it was really sad for him that um, it didn't really work out. Yeah. I mean, what was the point in making like you know allowing someone to win if you're not gonna? Oh, it's just silly. Invest in them, yeah, it's silly. But that's the problem with the, with these with a lot of the talent shows is that it's actually more about the judges than the participants. So, um, that's my two cents on the matter. Yeah, um, <laughs> I believe. Do we have Harry ready to come in? Harry and Dean. We do. We do. Very excited. So let's bring Harry and Dean in. Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> How have you been finding lockdown together? Oh my god, it's yeah, we've actually been all right to be yeah. fair. It's been really stressful, I think. Um, I have had really bad anxiety with it. Like yeah. overnight, overnight, I literally I dream of it because I think because where we're seeing it 24-7 and it's constantly on the news and constantly anyone you see they're talking about it. It's like a, it's just literally plays on my mind before I go to bed. So I'm literally stuck, got to the point I'm dreaming of coronavirus. Yeah, that everyone I was is saying that. It was, it's always, especially in the very early days, I think everyone struggled with sleep because it was so like panic inducing. Everyone was so nervous and didn't know what was going on, you know, I think. Um, but are you both feeling a bit better about it now? Like we've tried to keep like, as like yeah. proactive as possible, um, which obviously we set up a business during lockdown and people thought we were crazy. <laughs> You're nuts. You're nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's worked honest, out. Hasn't it? It's, it's, worked like, it's, out, it's really worked out well. It's done absolutely amazing. Yeah, so tell yeah, us I'm a bit sorry. about it. Uh, so, the, so we launched, um, so originally we had plans to obviously launch the business, not obviously in a, in a lockdown. Um, but obviously I've obviously been a makeup artist for five years and obviously going into makeup is something that obviously I really wanted to do. And obviously Dean's got more of the brains behind the business. <laughs> right, okay. So <laughs> we, we worked... We worked as like the perfect like little duo. So um, so yeah, we launched it. We're not intentionally yeah, to do it in lockdown. We weren't, weren't going to launch until next year. Um, oh. And then obviously lockdown happened. And for the first, I'd say two weeks um, of it, we were both like brain dead because we were just like, what are we doing? Like sitting in toys all day. Um, <laughs> and then we before the brushes were originally meant to come out we were launching masterclasses and obviously that was going to be during lockdown but then lockdown happened so we was like let's just put our time to sort of some use so we get something out of this like because it was just like a waste of your time isn't it you know mm. like sitting yeah. there doing nothing when you can't 
when you want to work but you can't work kind of thing yeah so we said let's just bring it forward Mm. like and then everyone was like it's either really gonna work or it's really gonna be rubbish (laughs) and we were like we're willing it was a risk we took yeah Yeah, and it's paid off obviously we focus as a makeup brush brand Mm -hmm. um but we have we are launching um tomorrow we launch celebrity beauty which is the makeup side of the brand as well oh great so tomorrow we launch our first palette Oh, wow. exciting! This is yeah. fun. I think. Do you know what the best thing about this is? During lockdown, you've got a lot of uh, makeup artists that are creating more content online. I've seen so many that I've worked with, and they they're creating so many more videos, tutorials. You've got YouTubers doing more, spending more time on it. So, if anything, it's actually a brilliant time to bring this all out because yeah. people are using it more and showcasing it more. And we've just donated as well fifty of our brushes to makeup artists. Um, because obviously, with the new hygiene regulations, with going back to work. They constantly have to keep changing their brushes now and obviously keep cleaning them 24-7. So we've gifted like loads of our brushes out to make artists. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And that's a great way to get to get um, people to know your brand, isn't it? When you're first yeah. starting out, yeah. I think. Yeah. How's it been for you as a couple though, lockdown? As a couple, it, to be honest with you, you'll actually you might you might find this really, really strange, but this is just us. Yeah. We've actually only spent, we've been together kind of up to three years now, and we've literally only spent like five days apart in that whole time. Jesus. That's really good. So we've always, so we've always Ooh. been in lockdown. <laughs> I've been locked down for three years. <laughs> you guys had your wedding planned. Um, was that meant to be during lockdown? Obviously, you had to cancel, right? Well, yeah. our, our wedding was in August this year, ah. but with everything that's going on, we've just cancelled it. Yeah. Do you know, like when lockdown first happened, everyone got really scared. Obviously, they cancelled it then, and I think with some people, there's they left it as like it could be a chance of things happening. But even with social distancing now, it's just no way it's going to happen. It would have happened yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just kind of like took it as a sign, like not that we're not meant to be married, that we've got more time to plan it now. So we we originally was um was doing it with the same venue which is like we live in Brentwood it's literally five minutes away from us. yeah the venue we <laughs> yeah, had was like five minutes away but they had pre-bookings already for next year from obviously because some people bought their weddings yeah yeah in advance, don't yeah. they and um, we did just want that venue but we kind of like took it as a sign that we'll just find a new venue and make it something like new like planned yeah. new because yeah. otherwise it was we kind of felt like we'd planned it all it weren't going to happen and it was like recycling those plans mm. and we yeah. wanted it to feel like brand new again i love that it's like law of attraction and using like yeah. a negative situation to be so positive yeah, yeah. and i we love that and i can't not speak about this are you guys planning to adopt yeah yeah this is fantastic how do you feel <laughs> about that so um we started um, we started our adoption process in the end of january yeah we started at the end of january um oh yeah no we started it we started um uh, in the middle of january then we went on holiday yeah and then this <laughs> as you do yeah. <laughs> yeah, have a baby and then go on holiday <laughs> <laughs> so we started we got the process going in january um you lose track of time don't you at the moment it's literally yeah, like yeah, one yeah. big blur right yeah. we started we started doing it in like january yeah. then we went on a holiday then we went on a holiday then we come back and then this happened and then this happened yeah so does that put all of the plans on hold? What I don't, yes. yeah, I mean, 
So we was at stage one, going on to stage two. So in adoption, how many stages getting, are there? Yeah, there's three. It okay. depends. It depends. Some people say four. Some people say three. I I class. I do three. Um, but your stage one is um, is basically starting. Um, then your stage two is you do classes and lessons, and you meet with a social welcome social worker. And then stage three is uh, the social worker connecting you with the right child. Right. Okay. Um, so we were just about to go into stage two, but obviously we can't go anywhere. We can't meet our social worker. Mm. We can't meet, uh, we can't do meeting. We can't do classes that we're meant to because this has happened. So it just pretty much put us on like a hold. Are you sad about that? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a little bit, it is gutting. It is gutting, but I just try and keep looking at the positive. Yeah. That's what I think, like the first probably three weeks when it started, we just, we was like feeling down on everything. We was like, our adoption plan is going on hold. Our wedding's being cancelled. We can't leave the house. You know, like yeah. it, so, we was like feeling like down on everything, really. But I think like that's why we just tried to turn it into trying to turn that time into something positive for us as like our growth together. You know, like definitely the best um, way to look at it. You, there's nothing else you can do. There, yeah, just sat there and thought about it all the time. And like I even see pe some people like. I know, I know it's not just us as well, a lot of other people in the same situation. But I see some people posting on like Instagram, like, oh, today would have been my wedding or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, like, and I think, like, I, if my head was just constantly thinking about that, it would drive me mad. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and best to just move on, move on and yeah. try and do what you can. And um, we just try to get on with it as much as we could, really. Yeah. Now, there's, um, there's some talks of a Towie reunion show coming up at the end of this year, Harry. <laughs> Have you, is, there any, is there any word on you being involved or would you want to be involved or is it still happening? What's the, what's the deal? Um, I, I, I've always said, like, I never say never. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to say that. That's what all the Towie people say. <laughs> That's what we all say, don't we? <laughs> Um, like, listen, I, there's obviously talks, um, never say never. Oh, I like it. I, I like want to know what PR you all work with to be all saying this exact same thing every time anyone It's like an Essex does. saying, isn't it? <laughs> never say never. But would you like to, rather than just... I've always said I would definitely go back. Obviously, when the timing was right, um... Yeah, obviously, there's, we've got so much that we're going into as a couple. Um, so I had to put that first for us. Um, but like I say, never say never. Okay, yeah. fair enough. I Dean, like would, you, would you go on it? Yeah. <laughs> as a couple. Yeah. As a couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dean's just like, yeah, I'll do it. Love it, love it. Sign me up. Want to be a main character, sign me up. We've done it, we would do it. I always get scared, though, because I, when I'd done it, I was 16. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was so young. I'm literally 26 now, and I'm like, so, a completely different person. I think, oh my god, everyone loved me when I was like so young on it, and they would they still like me. Now you're an old fart. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sure I'd love you. I'm sure I'd love you. <laughs> um, it'd be good because I'll see a transition as well from when you're younger to now. So I think it'd be brilliant. Do it. So, it's so funny though. Do you know what the funniest thing is? Like, if we, if there's ever like an article or something about us and you know never read daily mail comments anyway <gasps> i but, love them you know, people, he reads them and i like i always say never read they them. make me die people always write on there and say 
my God, how he's had so much work done. And I always really want to reply and go, no, he's just grown up, mum. <laughs> do you know on a daily a daily basis i will get someone even it's course, instagram twitter facebook daily mail whatever it is one at least one a day i'll go get what did you do to your face you look so different yeah and i'm like <laughs> 10 years had, have gone by <laughs> i've literally had nothing done i've literally just not a kid anymore just <laughs> like, age. thank you my face yeah. has changed like <laughs> <laughs> well oh, yeah totally understandable well thanks so much guys for coming on really appreciate it and um good luck with, good luck for the with yes. all of your plans that you've got going on the brushes the wedding the adoption you've got a lot going on so um yeah good luck with it and thank you for and good never say never reunion <laughs> never <Yes>. say never <laughs> brilliant all right cheers guys thanks so much bye bye, bye. See ya. Thanks for having us. bye Oh, they were brilliant. What a sweet couple as well. And they've got so much to look forward to as well. So that's absolutely amazing. I'm a bit jealous. I'm a bit jealous, honestly. I know. (laughs) Um, We haven't got any time to waste. I believe we have um, Lady Colin Campbell ready to come in. Hello. How are you? I'm well, thank you. And you? Lady Colin, you're looking very regal in in your lounge there. Um, I guess it's quite a nice place we've spent the last few months. It certainly is. For me, it's really made very little difference because, of course, I was writing my book and then I was pre-production of the book. And now I'm launching, you know, Meghan and Harry, the real story. Mm-hmm. So from my point of view, lockdown has been perfect because I'd have had to have been retreating from life in any event. Oh, so it, kind of, it was an advantage to you to have, yeah. uh, to have been closed in. <laughs> Absolutely, it has been. Um, how, how did the book come about? Last summer, I, by last summer, I got some really very interesting and somewhat disturbing uh, news about the direction Meghan, and Her- Meghan was going in. Uh, in terms of her ambitions commercially, politically, and residentially, that she wanted to live partly in California and partly in Britain. And when she was in California, she wanted the freedom to cut all sorts of financial deals, which were strictly forbidden to the royal family. And I realized that trouble was looming and there was a great story to be told and it was actually history in the making. So I put forth a proposal to my English and my American publishers who jumped for joy. I'm sure they did. They saw, they saw a commercial opportunity. I'm very excited. <laughs> um, yeah, and obviously uh, in the book, yeah, you, you, you talk about how um, Meghan has polit- yeah, political aspirations. She wants to be the president and, um, you know, some controversial things, I guess you could say, um, certainly for, for a member of the British royal family. Um, but you have also had some, I guess you could say, kind of clapback to that. Um, how, how, how are you happy to stand by those stories and what people have told you? I'm happy to stand by everything that people have told me because the people who have told me are people in the know. They're people who are very close to them. They're people who are related to them, sometimes people who've known them all their lives. And, you know, nobody wants to lie. There's no need to lie. The story doesn't need embellishment. It's so fantastical as it already did. But if anything, what one needed to do was modify it and dampen it down a bit. 
And also, to me, it was very important that I got in all of the positives as well as everything else, you know, because there are many positives. I was rooting for Megan from the word go, uh, as I think were most people in this country. I mean, I think it's terrible that in two years she's gone from one of, with Harry from one of the most revered couples on earth to one of the most reviled couples in this country. And I mean, it hasn't happened out of nowhere. They are responsible primarily for what has happened. It's their actions and their ambitions that have caused the problems. Why, what, yeah, what do you think that Harry had these plans before Meghan came along and then she was kind of the catalyst? Or do you think it came as them coming together? And... If you believe for one second that Harry had anything like this up his sleeve, you believe in the tooth fairy and the pig airline. They don't <laughs> exist. Uh, absolutely not. Had Harry married anyone else, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex would be here safe and sound in Kensington Palace. <laughs> no Frogmore Cottage in Kensington Palace. But completely Megan. Didn't they, didn't they leave Kensington Palace though because they, they had a slight falling out with William and, and Catherine? As I said, had Harry married anyone else, <laughs> he'd be living in Kensington Palace with his wife. Right, so you think that was Meghan? That was on Meghan? Well, Meghan falls out with everybody. I mean, I know her family. Uh, you know, I met friends of hers. I've met people who have worked with her. Megan has a real gift of falling out with people. She has a real talent for making enemies. Well, but do you think that's because she wants to be so successful? Is that what it's? Is that what it's behind it? I think, to an extent, boundless ambition, with a with a complete lack of awareness of how other people are going to respond to her ambitions and her needs. I think if you, you know, I go into the book, in, uh, in the book about how spoilt Meghan was by her father primarily. And Meghan has many of the problems that overindulged children have in adulthood. She also has many of the virtues. So, okay. you know, remember that as well. And do you think that it's likely she could become president? Yeah. Uh, well, she thinks, because she said it, that since if Trump could become president and Reagan could become president, she sees no reason why she can't become president. Well, I think she doesn't understand that both Trump and Reagan had a huge backstory with a huge load of experience, none of which she has. Mm -hmm. But if she maneuvers the situation properly, who knows? Anything is possible, especially in America. <laughs> Certainly is. We've seen that the last, <laughs> the last few months, haven't we? And what would you think that the royal family would think about your book? What do you think their reaction will be? I never, ever comment publicly on what I think the royal family's reaction would be to anything. Mm. I would much rather not say anything. What I will say, however, is that I have friends who are royals and some of them are quoted in the book. Okay, that's interesting to know. What, what I mean, I don't know if this is slightly different. What do you think that um, Harry's mother, Diana, would say about the whole situation? I think, you know, 
Diana, for all her failings, was very royal. And I think she would be completely horrified by the way things have gone. Diana, whatever her failings, was not into making money or as Harry and Meghan put it, financial independence. Because of course, we have to remember they're only worth about 45 or $47 million between the two of them. So they're rarely on the bread line, and they rarely desperately need to hustle their buns to make some money, some real money. So I think Diana would be completely horrified. I really do. I, I cannot see that any any aristocrat or royal would be anything by but horrified by what has happened. You do not chuck over the greatest platform on earth for humanitarianism to earn money in Hollywood, uh, set up uh, entities that are not even foundations or charities, which will allow you to scoop 95% of the proceeds into your pocket and pose as a humanitarian and expect people to swallow it. People in the know don't for a second buy the lie. They think it's all, it's all expediency and really greed. But do you think that they'll think of it like that? Because I imagine they, they certainly don't think of themselves as out there desperately trying to you know, earn as much money as possible, become some kind of billionaire. You know, I, I would imagine they think they're doing the right thing. Oh, I have no doubt that they tell themselves they're doing the right thing. But, you know, we also need to remember that history is littered with people who thought they were doing good. I only need to mention Adolf Hitler, not that he put them in the same camp as him. Adolf... Yeah, I think we would definitely put them in different camps. <laughs> Absolutely, but it doesn't alter the fact that Adolf Hitler thought that he was doing good for the world. Mao Zedong, who also killed hundreds of millions of his own people, he thought he was doing good. So I'm sorry, you know, history's littered with people who are deluded enough to think that because they want black to be white, that black is white. Black is black and white is white. And the mere fact that had they remained in this country as fully paid up functioning members of the British royal family, they would have been able to do a great deal of humanitarian good without any suspicions as to their motives. They are the ones whose actions have introduced the suspicions. They are the ones, nobody else. You know, I think what's been going on with Harry and Meghan is that they expect a free pass for everything. And they expect people to believe anything they say, you know, lecturing to people about, oh, you know, you really should be taking local holidays. You really shouldn't be going on, on jetting off halfway across the world on your one holiday a year. However, we're so great and grand and we're so very much needed by the world at large that, oh, well, we'll take four private planes in a week. <laughs> I'm sorry, you know, we need, we need some synchronicity between their tongue and reality. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, when you put it like that, it's hard. To, it's hard to disagree, um, and I think it's 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 a complicated issue because it has. It, there's no real precedent for them leaving, is there? Um, so they they're going to have to forge their own path with no no idea of how to how to go about it. That's what it seems like to me. Well, it seems to be all very ad hoc. 
and mm. it seems to be all, all you know, the latest bandwagon that rattles by. Uh, you know, she or he will jump upon it. I, I think I, I could be doing them a grave injustice, well, her a grave injustice. But, you know, several people told me that she's a fame addict and that she's really after fame. And her actions tend to prove that that is true. You know, because every few days it's a new bandwagon. Mm. Uh, and nothing ever agrees with something from the week before. You know, we want privacy, so we're going to leak every day or every other day to our two or three favoured journalists, the state of our bowels, you know, whether, whether we slept well the night before, whether Harry is still pulling his nappies. <laughs> Honestly, you know, I have never seen people rape their privacy to the extent that they have raped their own privacy on a daily basis. And then at the same time, they have the temerity to tell us that they want privacy. Also, if you want privacy, my dear, you do not leave the royal environment where you are basically protected unless you choose not to be. You actually do not go to Hollywood. Hire drones to fly over your house, blame the press for doing it. There are no press photographs are ever published to that effect. You know, there's now this latest thing of, of the baby, Archie suing Splash for the, for the photographs that evidently Megan set up with Flash because Megan and Flash operate together very closely. Well, I don't know if the public knows it, but I can tell you, in a damages case, you have to prove damage. There is no way that Archie, who was less than a year old, can prove that he was damaged in any way by Flash photographing him with his mother smiling broadly into nowhere. Oh, um, was this in the park in Canada? Is it those pictures? Yeah, when the, yeah, 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 yeah. The pictures that, that she is now alleging. Uh, but, and, but there is expectation that it will all be settled. And, and of course, Splash, it suits Splash and it suits her. And it seems to be very much a foe as opposed to a real action. Well, Lady Colin, honestly, I could, we could talk to you all evening <laughs> um, because this is a fascinating uh, subject of conversation. I mean, I would say that they, they would probably dispute <laughs> their, their intentions um, towards it. But, and and that, is their, that is their right to do so. Um, there was, there was a... There was they a little. A right. they, not only do they have a right to dispute it, uh, they certainly have uh, a right to come up with any version of the truth that they want. We equally have a right to disbelieve it. Yeah. You know, does no. Megan expect the world to believe that she goes for a walk with with two security guards behind her, her dogs loosely on a lead, the baby half dangling off the thing, and she's smiling like a Cheshire cat or an imbecile, uh, for, for no, for just because she's such a happy person. Uh, and look how good I look as I'm going on a walk. And I have no idea, sorry, that there's a paparazzi, but, but I have a history of dealing with this paparazzi company. I mean, give me a break, you know. The problem with Meghan and Harry is they have accept, 
ex expected the public to swallow their version, what no matter how ridiculous their version was. Yes. Whether we don't have a right to travel on on cheap airlines once a year, but they have a right to travel by private plane. And when they're challenged, Harry has the unmitigated goal to tell people that the reason why is he needs to protect his family. Protect his family against what? The public? Who had, who had been supporting, who had been paying for him up until then, <laughs> uh, which is obviously part of the issue. Um, uh, we, we, we don't have much time left, but I just wanted to quickly um, mention the... Uh, <laughs> how do you feel about Philip Schofield after that interview on this morning? Who? Philip Schofield. Who, is that something to eat, drink or flush? <laughs> I believe he's the presenter of this morning, Lady Colin that you did an interview with last week that got a bit tetchy towards the end. Oh, no, it got tetchy from the very beginning, if I recall correctly. <laughs> he, he attacked me and thought he was going to ambush me and that I would end up looking like a fool and he's the one who ended up looking like the fool that he is. And what do I think of him? Well, let me put it this way. All I can say is anybody who spent most of his life living a lie is not somebody that I admire. And I also th thought he had one hell of a nerve trying to tell somebody who's well known to have lived her life openly and as it is, that, that he is in a position to lecture me about anything, including the truth. And you know the false coming, coming, Lady Colin. Though coming out is a very personal thing, and it, he obviously that was a difficult decision for him, you know. And I think I, don't I, gather, know. I gather it was very difficult. And now I don't believe in outing people, by the way. And if he wanted to lead his life privately and and as a liar, that's perfectly okay. But then don't set yourself up as some arbiter of the truth when you're the absolute opposite and don't dare to do it with somebody who is renowned for standing up for what she is and for being truthful about her past so you know he chose the wrong person to cut that rubbish with well it was certainly an interesting watch and this has certainly been an interesting chat so thank you so much for coming on this, e this evening thank lady you. colin we really appreciate it and uh, best of luck with the book my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Wow. Woo. <laughs> wow. I mean, I I was speechless for once in my whole entire life, Stephen. That was that was that was definitely a good uh, good final send off for you there, Joanna. Geez, that's one to remember. Gobsmacked. Gobsmacked, <laughs> Stephen. Yeah. Well, um, thus concludes your final episode of Access All Areas. Jesus Christ. Um, oh, Again, I know I said it at the beginning, but thank you so much for putting your time into the show and, and for helping with guests and all of the things that you've done behind the scenes. You know, it's been very much appreciated and um, I really do hope you stay in touch. And, um, Aww, and thank you, Stephen. Thank you. Yeah. No, and thank you too. And um, we'll definitely stay in touch and I'll forever remember my time on FIBA. And, you know, maybe in, I don't know, years to come or something, I'll come back on and say hi. <laughs> I, would, I would like that very much. I hope, I hope you can definitely come back on as a guest sometime. Uh, or even a, or even a special little co-hosting thing one day you never know so um, definitely 100%. Um, thank you everyone for listening to a uh, very controversial end of the show um, yep. and, <laughs> and, uh, and and uh, yeah uh, woo! okay uh, until next week uh, who I don't know who I'm going to be presenting with but it's oh, going to be great anyway <laughs> yeah it'll be great but um, yeah and um, I want to thank everyone who listened 
yeah, it won't be me. But I want to thank everyone else who um, listened in as well weekly and for those new listening as well. And yeah, so this is it. But until next week, Stephen, for you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>